Hey, you're Stocks from the Five Yard Rush podcast and you're listening to the Ballers Dynasty podcast. You're either here because you're in the league or you just got lost. Welcome back. It is the Ballers Dynasty League podcast. This is Pitsy, and we are officially launching season two. Uh, we're well and truly into it already, and so much has gone on. So we need to talk about it. Here to help me break it down is the main man himself, Stormo. Good evening, Andrew. Good evening. How are you doing? I'm doing really well, mate. How are you doing? It's been a, it's been a while. It has been a while. I can't remember the last time we, uh, we did one of these. Yeah, me neither. I know we, we talk every day, which is pretty much the same as what we're doing now, but officially, it's been a, it's been a while. Been a while, very. Back once again as well to help us both out is our stat man himself, Rob. How's it going? He's a stat man. Good evening, gentlemen. Yeah, I am very well, thank you. Good to hear it, Rob. Right. Good to hear it. Um, how are you both feeling about this podcast? Pretty excited to be fair. So uh, I know it's they'll start dropping, you know, period or periodically coming up, but and uh, then we'll get back into it. But yeah, so, you know, it's good to warm up our voices for season two. Yeah, I think we've had the excitement of the draft now and doing our rookie drafts, and now we're all like really keeping an eye on the training camps and any any developments there. So. I can just imagine, like, a lot of waivers are going to be happening over the next couple of months. So, uh, you know, we might have to have a pod about that as well. (laughs) Love it. Right, before we get to it, a quick pod update is needed. We have done 40 episodes so far, not including this one. And right now, those 40 episodes have been listened to 990 times. So we are almost, almost at the 1,000 mark, which is pretty (laughs) good to be fair. Uh, big news on this front too. Brazil has made it onto the list of countries that have had someone nice. listen to us. So, a quick recap: that is Great Britain, USA, Germany, Spain, Singapore, and now Brazil, who have had people listen to us. Yes. So that's Love four continents, right? Right, four continents: North America, South America, Asia, and Europe. Very yes. Nice. Love, love the Brazilians. Got a lot of time for them, so I won't insult anyone anymore. So. <laughs> Keep them coming. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, I just thought I needed to mention that before we got going. Mm. Right then, we start with the biggest news of the offseason. The boat, Stuart Standouts, run by Lee, was sold off and the owner parted ways with the Lee. Uh, but that means we had a new addition to fill the spot. So stepping up to the plate is Stocks. You hear his voice at the start of every Ballers podcast. He's a great friend of ours and an all-time legend. Uh, understandably, his first action in the Ballers League was to relocate his franchise. So he is now in charge of the Five Yard Pirates. How are we feeling, boys, about the new addition? It's kind of a knockoff Buccaneers, isn't it? Really? <laughs> uh, well, now that he's in the league, we we need someone. Now that we've got someone famous in our league, we need someone more famous to do our beginning bit. Yeah. yeah. Don't you know James Cole, Pitsy? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I, was, uh, I might have him in one of our leagues, so we'll, uh, I'll see if I can get him to do a little <laughs> get 
Yeah. Oh, it's good to have Stocks in. He's a good lad. It's it'll be, and he's he's already added the banter to the group already. So that's what we like to see. Yes. Uh, I'll uh, I'll let you in with uh, one of his bits a bit later on. So I'll uh, yeah, we'll leave that for now. So um, anyway, a few other teams re- relocating during the off season too. Storm, you moved your Puss United, and they have now become Rex City Thunder. Mm-hmm. Uh, Simon moved Hey Darnold, and they've now become the Fresh Prince of Hilaire. Good name, like it. Uh, Rob, you also moved your franchise as well, and mm-hmm. you're now um, as the All About the Mooney. All about the Mooney. All about the dum 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 dum. A late move just before the draft saw Susie relocate her franchise to now becoming the Pfizer Chiefs, which I think is probably my favourite name. <laughs> it's a pretty, name, uh, yeah. yeah, it's pretty, pretty becoming of the times as well, isn't it? So. <laughs> Nice. So, uh, yeah, what was your your thoughts behind the two movings of your uh, your franchises, boys? Well, I didn't get McCaffrey in the draft, so his name was pretty pointless. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, I generally try and rename my team every year, but I'm in that many leagues now. I'm literally running out of names, so I think I'm sticking to Rex City Thunder for all my dynasty teams, and I'll try and continue that fashion in my my redraft teams. But yeah, it's it's getting tough, mate. It's getting literally, you know, I'm this Google can't even help me anymore. So uh, <laughs> my brain's hurting. You're centralizing. That's what you're doing. You're bringing all yeah. the teams in one one location. I'm putting down roots, mate. I'm putting down roots. Yeah. Did you uh, see um, Usain Bolt's named his child Thunder? Yeah, mate. Best name ever. Thunderbolt. I've literally kept... Is there a better name for a kid than that? <laughs> I, I really don't think so. I hope he's fast. You've both got kids, guys. You know, you should really be saying your kids. <laughs> mate, if I could have named my kid Thunder, I would have. Believe me, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, that would have been good. <laughs> that would have been good. Anyway, right. The main reason for this pod was because we had a ridiculous amount of trades go down. So, since opening this new week, that was around around about the 1st of January. I, I don't know exactly when it was. I think it was uh, the 31st of December or something like that. Uh, the following trades went down before the draft. There might have been a few after the draft and during the draft, but we won't get to those. We'll just do the ones before the draft. So, first out the gate, way back in the 10th of January was a trade between Storm and Packer. Storm packaged his 2021 first-round pick, which was the 108. You'll see that one come up a lot more in a few minutes. <laughs> uh, and a 2022 pick. Oh, baby. What a pick that was. Mm, yeah, I, like that one. I think I got quite a deal on that. Um, but considering I had another... First round pick, I thought it was worth it considering my lack of depth at running back. So I was quite impressed with that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you were going to get a, a a running back as good as Nick Chubb at the one hundred and eight. Yeah, definitely. And then the two hundred two is just you know it's just a giveaway pick in it. Yeah, yeah. So next up was uh, Thacker, and Thacker then used that and packaged a deal which saw Zach Moss Thacker's twenty one first which was the 105, uh, my first, the 108, and 21 fab points, very important, 21 fab points, or fab dollars, or fab moolah, whatever you want to call it, and sent those all over to the new boy, uh, Stocks himself, 
who sent back the king and Stocks's 2022 second. And that that shook that shook the whole thing up. Mm. Trading the best running back in the league away within you know within being there a week or so. Which was a... Turning up and he's just going to went boom. This is me. Yeah. This is Stocks, and I'm here to play. I don't need I don't need Henry and what? Well, um, Stocks actually revealed um, a couple of weeks ago actually that he didn't know that there was a point per carry and. Um, <laughs> As soon as he found that out, I think he regretted this move. But um, you know, from, from the move he's made later on, which we'll see in a bit, I think he's recovered quite well. Yeah. But now it, it leaves Thacker with Cook and Henry. So mm. <laughs> it's going to be very nice veterans. Uh, um, and yeah. he still wasn't done there, so he then got on the blower with Mark, and he made a deal with Mark, and Mark ended up getting uh, Jerry Judy, um, and he sent over. Uh, Brandon Cooks and his 22 second round pick. So Thacker making his third trade in a row. So that's three of three. So uh, yeah, it's quite a quite a string going on there. But then it kind of moved away from that, and it was it was the uh, recipient Mark who then moved on to his second trade and moved to you, Pitsy. So there was some picks around moving here. So Mark jumped back into the first round. So he took the 2021 110 off you and he gave you a 2022 first and a third round pick in the the draft of the year that you seem to be loving at the moment, the 2023 draft. So that's uh, some decent picks that you picked up there that help, helps you out and gets Mark back into the first round. I'd say that was an odd pick for me because Mark's rubbish. So he pretty much gave Pitsy like a top three pick for a 110. <laughs> <laughs> that was my decision. It was back and forth right, trying to work out what we were going to do with it. And then, yeah, at the end, I was looking at it going 110 for, well, next year. At least the top five. Exactly a 110 again, or it's just going to be better. Well, yeah. I'm not only ever going to like be better with this pick that I'm getting. So. Yeah. You can't you can't be any worse than the pick you've got. Exactly. So yeah, that's where I kind of looked at it and obviously picked up a twenty-three third as well on top of that. So Pitsy, am I right in thinking that the only pick that we saw before May? Uh no, the only two picks that we saw before May were the top two, and all the other ones came after. Uh say that again. So the the first two picks they come quite early on, don't they? In in this uh, calendar, and then am I right in thinking that from the third pick onwards, they actually happened? It started like an intense period of trading. All right, yes. So we had a kind of a a, a couple of trades go down in January and February, and then I think March onwards, it just we had like hammer hammering periods of like six trades all in a week within days of each other and it kind of then went off the boil and then came back hard again with some more picks again so it was a pretty intense March Mm -hmm. and April just before we had our uh, our draft and May yeah May may have some we had loads of picks was it 14 trades or something by the time we got to May and then yeah we absolutely went crazy Mm. (laughs) Definitely. All right, so Thacker was involved again. 
this time trading with you again, Rob. Uh, mm. So Brandon Cooks didn't last long and was sent packing with Jared Cook to Rob in exchange for Tyler Lockett, a 22 third, and some more of that 21 fab. Oh, it was $21 of fab money, wasn't it? Mm. Just replace the stuff that he lost before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he don't get back up. Uh, don't get him started on that fab. He's still upset. He hasn't got lost years, man. <laughs> Oh, funny. Simon, you decided to uh, stick it to Thacker and say, no, enough of you trading. Uh, and you went off on your own, and you just did a simple player swap, which was odd for how our trades were going. Storm, you got James Connor. Simon received Michael Gallup. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, uh, which was quite – I quite liked that because I got Gallup on the waivers last year. So, And as we spoke about earlier, it was a bit light on the RB, so – I'll take, you know, take what I can get. Mm. And then, uh, Pitsy, you got back involved and Rob was still keen as ever. So you put a trade together. Uh, Pitsy, you got Josh Reynolds and a 23 second. And Rob got the 21st, 307, 21st, 310, and a 22nd third. So, yeah, that, that involved quite a few picks. Rob seems to like the third round picks, so don't you, Rob? Yeah, it was just, a, it's you know, building something. Building something, and we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Gather, ga- gathering. So then, obviously, Rob, you carried on with your third-round picks. So after picking up Everett on the waivers, a few days later, you flogged him off to Thacker. You know, Thacker's a bit light on his tight ends, and he loves the tight end. Not as much as you, that Rob. Oh, and you got, a, you got a 21-305 for it, which was quite cool. Mm, yeah, kind of following on from, was it was it Dan that did it previously with Gorman? Who did it with Gorman? Yes. Yeah, was it was, it uh, during the season. Yeah, Dan did it with uh, Lee, was it? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he was missing Barkley, wasn't he? He needed the replacement. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a nice bit of business. I've still got plenty of tight ends on the on the team, so if anyone is out there listening for a tight end, you know, there's plenty there. <laughs> Packer, that's you, mate. You love a tight end just as much as Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rob still wasn't done uh, with his third round as he packaged the 2021-307, the 310, to move up in the third round, swapping those with Dan for his 2021-302 pick. Which is my originally. Yeah, it was your original. (laughs) He's kind of packaged the deal together to move up in the third round. Pretty sweet. Uh, Four in a row for Rob, again, moving up the board. Swapping his 305 and a 2022 second round to move up into the second round this season, taking stocks 209. Yeah, um, 2022 is not a lot happening there, so I thought you know, getting to the second round with a bit of a bit of a sweetener, why not? Yeah, no, I liked it. Yeah, so um, we had another random trade that went down next with a tight end player swap between Mark and Duffer, and I'd be interested to know to to think what you guys think of this deal and who got the better deal. So uh, Ollie ended up with Zach Ertz and he gave Mark Cole Komet. It's such a... I, I can't see which way... For me, I, it's just so equal at the moment just because I know how good Ertz can be, but he's dropping off and also could be without a team slash he could be a new team where he gets all the ball or none of the ball, whereas hmm. Cole Komet was starting to make his name in Chicago and we're still yet to see him do anything special. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah. I think the issue is you don't know who's throwing to Kim, uh, Cole. Uh, you don't know who where Ertz is and Ertz hasn't got Wentz anymore 
or whether where he will go. So yeah, it's it's a tough one. Uh, yeah, I don't think Cole proved enough for me last year to trade Ertz personally, but you know, tight end's one of those positions you've got to take a chance on him, haven't you? Mm. I mean, Ertz did have a quite a lot of last season out injured, so you never know he could still do it and. Cole Komet has just got a big Jimmy Graham-sized blockage in his way at the moment before he can do anything significant. I think he has to he has to go above Graham before before he can actually make any contribution. So I think there's question marks on both here. I think both both of them have got ideas about what they want from the tight ends, and um, Mark might be playing for the future, and Duffer just wants to get some points on the board from the looks of things. Yeah, yeah. So. The, probably a, one of the biggest moves we've seen. There's been a lot of playing around in the second round and like towards the tail end of the first. This next pick was for one of the first picks in the 2021 draft. And Stocks was the man who threw the gauntlet down. He moved up to 103, trading Carson Wentz, Sony Michelle, and the 105 for that 103. And uh, yeah, Duffer was the big, recipient. Big trade for that. Obviously, we all we all know who was duking it out for a certain player, and they were both trying to get higher up the board so they could get Chase. Um, and it looks like Stocks won the won the fight. Mm. I was actually quite surprised that you know none of the other participants wanted to do anything else in this position. Like there was plenty of opportunity uh, in the space ahead. You know there was talks about it, but nothing came of it. And yeah, by by the end of it, it was Stocks who kept that third position. I think he wanted. I think we all knew he wanted a quarterback. So I think him moving back and still being in a position to get a quarterback whilst getting Wentz as well, which strengthens that mm. um, quarterback room for him, I think he, it was a quite a nice pickup for him. It was fairly telegraphed. All those first few picks were fairly easy to predict because that's all we were talking about. You know, it yeah. was very, very obvious. So, you know, Ollie knew that there was definitely going to be a decent quarterback available from there. So, uh, yeah, and yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it in the draft pod. But, um, yeah, there was uh, a good move there for Ollie considering what he wanted in the end. And if Wednesday's fit with a decent O line and you know, and some weapons. He could be a pretty decent pick for the Colts. So mm. it could it could be a decent little trade for Ollie for moving or dropping back two spots and still getting the player he wants. Yeah, I reckon so. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I, I really like that for both Stocks and Ollie. Uh, anyway, Rob and Storm, you then decided to do a pick swap. Storm, you take the two oh two and give Rob the two oh eight and a future twenty twenty three second round. Pick. Yeah, I really like yeah. this one. Yeah, so I've been, I've been back and forth. I tried to get on Susie's 201 and she wasn't having any of it. And I was like, I want two picks close together towards the back end of the first and the beginning of the second. And Rob drove a hard bargain because he doesn't wasn't giving it up at first, but I softened him a little bit with my, my good looks and my big smile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, we, didn't we, like, agree that there was going to be a hug involved somewhere as well? Yeah, something like yeah. that. I still haven't had it. I still haven't had it, guys. I still haven't had the hug. Oh, okay. Hold on. I'll take my COVID test tonight, mate. Yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, then another big deal went down. Dan and Stocks put together all sorts. Also, I don't even know where this one came from. Uh, but Stocks got Zeke and a 309, and then Dan got 
Levesque Sheenault, Zach Moss, and the mysterious 108 of 2021. Yeah, it's been passed around quite a bit this pick, hasn't it, already? Nobody wanted that 108. <laughs> no one wanted it. Like, which is odd because, like, considering what eventually went in that position, uh, I, I think there was still quite a lot of value there. It was so strange. Yeah, yeah boy. I, I think this another another good trade for both of them. I think Stocks, by this point, had obviously realised what had happened with the Henry uh, trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Dan had, been, Dan had actually, me and Dan had uh, a deal together for Zeke, but we couldn't see eye to eye on a lot of it. Uh, I, I, I went in on Zeke as well, so I think Dan was definitely passing us around like a shit in the Shopping yeah. around, yeah. <laughs> so it ended up with stocks, but I think it can be a massive pick for stocks because I, I have a, a funny feeling that Zeke's going to be uh, pretty useful this year. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Dan continued his big trading move. He was on a bit of a mission uh, and he approached Mark and they managed to get a deal together. So uh, Dan got David Montgomery in a swap with Mark who ended up getting Dan's 210 and Dan's first round pick for next year. So, um, you know, some future trades here for Mark. Mark uh, has already put together some big trades for players. Dan ends up getting David Montgomery who actually had one of his best years last year. Yeah, Dan gets a running back back after losing Zeke, plus Mark, after losing his first from for giving it to me, he's now picked up next year's first again, so he's, he's kind of back in. It kind of works for both of them on this one. Mm. Yeah, I certainly say so. Dan then pulled off a hat-trick of trades as he then uh, had a swap with Stormo for some picks. Stormo took his 108 back after a dance around the league and 10 fab, whilst Dan uh, got the 308 this year and a first round pick next year. Yeah, I got my baby back. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, pretty much did what I wanted to do from the beginning stockpile towards the end of the draft. And as we'll talk about later, uh, you know, pretty, pretty stoked about it, but definitely happy about getting my 108 back. Hmm. Yeah. I, one, of, one of many owners of that pick now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Dan kept on going. He wasn't done, so he sent Nelson Aguilar, the the new Patriots wide receiver, and he also sent the three hundred seven over to Thacker. Um, and Thacker sent back his twenty two second round pick. Yeah, I think that was just a, a dump of player. <laughs> See if I can people off the books. <laughs> yeah, I think Aguilar's got a bit of promise, but. I don't, know, I don't know whether or not he, he and a third round pick for this year is worth a 22 yeah. second round pick. Like it's a, I think um, Dan's got a, a bit of a, a better deal there, I think. Oh no, Thacker has. Thacker's got a better deal. Yeah, well, it depends who shows up in New England, don't they? So if they get Cam of last season, then yeah, it's pointless for Aguilar. But, mm. you know, if you get Cam that's caught a wake up or their new boy comes in, you never know. You never know. You never know. You, ne- you never know. So, yeah, then Robin marked, uh, moved a few pick around, few pick, a few picks around, and uh, Rob got the 304 and a 22nd third, and Mark gets his, got this year's uh, 209. And then finally, Rob and Dan made the last trade before the draft, where Rob got his younger cousin, Cole Beasley, 
for the 302. Which whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, whoa. Olsen's not in the league anymore, mate. You no, 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 right. I'm not, I'm not being associated with <laughs> someone <laughs> who has very strong stances on not being vaccinated because I have been vaccinated. So I'm definitely not going over to Cole's house. He won't have me there. <laughs> I am surprised he's still on your team after all this. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, you... I'm, I'm like Deshaun Watson. If like Deshaun Watson doesn't play, then fair enough. You're going to keep him there. Cole Beasley could retire at the end of this. And I, I fully accept that I might be losing the equivalent of the 302. Um, yeah, however, it's not a, not a, the end of the world, is it? No, no. And however, um, I've got Josh Allen, and yeah. if if Gabe Davis ends up getting more reps because of this, then good for Susie. But uh, yeah. I've got Josh Allen, who's going to be throwing him the ball anyway, so it's fine. But at the end of the day, if you Probably. then get Cole Beasley of last season for three hundred two, you're winning, aren't you? Mm, yeah. Good all round. Good all round. Good all round. Well, there you go. So there were all the trades that happened in. A whole heap of crazy times. Uh, it went dead for a while, like you said, Rob, and then all of a sudden it just exploded and we ended up, was it 19, 18, uh, 18 trades um, in the end? So, yeah, great. It was hard to keep track of at one point. Well, yeah, I was having to write it all down. I was trying to go back and see yeah. who'd done what and when it happened. And, yeah, it was, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. We'll see if uh, the season carries on like that with trades, and especially next off season when it's coming up to the draft. I'm pretty sure it'll go crazy again. Yeah, I'm sure it will. People have got the taste now. Like there wasn't any trades last season, was there? Was only a few, a couple. Now people have got the yeah. taste for it. There's going to be a bit more openness about getting some trades and some ridiculous trades in. I think um, everybody's also trying to find the feet with everybody. I think there's only been a couple of people in the league who have done dynasty before and everybody else is just so set or have been so set on redraft. So trying to work out values of players is completely different. And then also on top of that, you've got your value of the trade picks as well. I mean, the um, draft picks, the rookie draft picks as well, trying to work out mm-hmm. the value of those and which way you can, which direction you want to go with it. So, I think people are finding their feet, so it's it's looking good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Right. So the next part of this part, I'm just gonna run through a few things. <laughs> this year we will have one game against each other creating nine games. So we're just talking about the schedule. Uh, with the extra game in the NFL this season, a couple of teams have been on a week fourteen bye, so that would really mess up our playoffs. So you don't want to have your first quarterfinal and have a few people on a bye. So we've kind of moved it up a week. So week 14 is now not quarterfinals. That is actually the end of the regular season. And then the quarterfinals then start in week 15. The finals in week 16. And then the final is in week 17. Uh, because the helps us with that week 17 kind of final. And we'll see how it, see how it goes. Everybody's hmm. in the same boat. So, we'll see. Uh, so that actually then gives... It gives us five extra games to work with after everybody's played each other once to create those nine games. It gives us those five games. The final five games of the season will be the top five finish from last season playing each other in four games. The bottom five will also then play four games against the same bottom four uh, five teams. And then there'll be an extra game. The fifth game will be as follows. It'll be first versus tenth from last season. 
uh, ninth, second, and so on. So that would make Dan versus Susie, Stocks versus Rob, Storm versus Ollie, Pitsy versus Mark, and Simon versus Baker. Mm, I like that. Trying to work out uh, kind of ways of spicing up the schedule. Obviously, everybody, we've got to make sure everybody plays each other. But then when it comes to those five extra games and having to double up on certain games, we thought, well, actually, if the top five play each other, bottom five play each other, and then that extra game just to spice it up as mm. top versus bottom and kind of into the middle. Yeah, we chatted about this for quite a while, didn't we? Because obviously Sleeper just pretty much starts it again from week one and then you just play the same five again like we did last season. And then we went back and forth, you and I, over various you know scenarios and stuff. And this one seemed like the most fair and the most competitive, I think. Yeah, yeah. especially with the way that we went into the new uh, five extra games rather than four extra games with the extra regular season game this week. So. Yeah. So, Pitsy, are you playing Mark three times this year? Um, possibly. No, Mark was bottom, so and Pitsy was no, top. Yes, so, yeah, so I, yeah. I only play him one, uh, twice, so once in the first nine, and then because I play the top five, so I'll be playing yeah. ah, Sam, okay. Fox, yeah. uh, Simon and Storm, and then my extra game on top of that is me versus Mark. Spicy. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Mm. Yeah, got it, mate. Got it. I don't think I don't think people are gonna look that far ahead, basically. They'll wait and see week one who they play and then carry on until to the end of the season, really. But it's there, it's it's in there. Yeah, I was gonna say as commission, it's uh, we're just gonna try and make it a bit spicy slash fair and I just yeah, forward. Have a little fun with the schedule as well. Speaking of the schedule, it is time to quickly go over old rivalries and bring in new ones. So this time last year, we had our rivals pod and went through everyone's player that they love to go up against. So we'll have a quick recap on last year, then introduce who Stocks chose with a couple of others that needed a new one too. So Mark, originally he chose Lee. They played in week five and Mark took the loss. Mark now needs a new rival with the boat having sailed away. So now Mark has his eyes set on the South African prawn. His words. <laughs> so, uh, this, season, this season, Mark and Storm have their matchup in week five. I can, uh, I can easily take away him being the godfather of my children if he carries on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so next up we have Simon. Simon chose Pitsy. They played each other in week six where Simon got the win. And then they met in the quarterfinals where Pitsy got one back to knock Simon out of the playoffs. And this year they meet in week six once again. So just once this year? Uh, oh, no. Oh, so, uh, yeah, I'll have a, a meeting in the end. Yeah, I think uh, it depends where Simon finished. Did he finished five or six? He finished in fifth, so I'll play him in week 12, 13. Sorry. <sighs> yes, not could be a decider, that one. Mm-hmm. Could be. So I chose Susie and Storm, my fellow Crosslanes uh, teammates. Um, I played them both twice last year. Week three, I got a win against you, Stormo, but then you equaled it up in week 12. Week eight, I was beaten by Susie, but then we met in the toilet bowl, you know, the last game, the most important one, and I did not finish last. I got the win. So that was one each on both accounts. This season, I face 
the uh, Rex City Thunder in week eight, and then I come up against the Pfizer Chiefs of Susie in week nine. I think you'll probably play Susie. I've missed this one off as well. So you'll play Susie in one of the last games of the season as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it'll sit, but it'll be in week 11, 12, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's up there. Uh, right. So Thacker chose me. The Generals got going with a win in week four, but I had a much needed win in week 13 to make it all square and help me get into the playoffs. Uh, this season, we kick things off with a first game of the season between us both. Oh, interesting. That could be the uh, the banner draw, that one. Marquee, marquee headline draw. Exactly. See how things go there. Um, Dan also choose you, Pitsy. Um, it makes it look easy against you because he, he beat you twice last year. He beat you uh, in week seven and then again in the semifinals to knock you out of the playoffs. So tough times. You've got to try and catch up this year. So mm-hmm. you go ahead, head to head twice this year. Uh, in week three and week 13. Everyone's going to be gunning for Dan, though, as champ, though, isn't he? So, mm. yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Susie went for Pitsy then, uh, as the lone female said, everyone. Uh, we'll just stick with Pitsy for now. Uh, they play in, they played in week nine and Pitsy took the win. Uh, this season, it's an early game in week two. So you've got two big games, the general and Susie in your first two. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Ollie, who I think Ollie finished last in the regular season last year, but he actually came strong in the playoffs. Is that, is that right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, he chose Storm and Lee. Uh, week six saw Ollie lose to Lee, then three games later lose to Storm, so two lost there. But with Lee gone, it looks like the sole rival is yourself, Stormo, and the big game between you and Ollie is in week six this year. Yeah, man. So I chose Storm, Lee, and Dan. Obviously, I was running the pod, so I decided to go rogue and choose loads of people. Um, <laughs> Started strong with a win in week two against Stormout, and that was a nice start to the season. And then took the arm against Lee in week three for his first ever win against me. And another L came against Dan in week seven. Stormout, you then even things out with another win uh, in week 11, handing me another loss. Oh, uh, followed, by, followed by Lee going 2-0 and against me in the season. <laughs> and then finally... <laughs> In the playoffs, we've just spoken about it. Dan went 2-0 against me as well because he knocked me out in the semi-finals. So, yeah. Goodness uh, me. Storm took the lead with his final win in a third-place playoff. Yeah, so, boy. Just really looks like you went downhill from week three with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I haven't actually shown where anyone's playing up against me for any of those, so I haven't got it up. But never mind. <laughs> I chose Lee and we had the obviously the opening day last year where Lee got the better of me and obviously I went on that massive downward spiral for a couple of weeks but then I hit the, the upward curve and then I pulled it back in week 10 but then got uh, took a big loss in the, in the semi and Lee knocked me back out of the playoffs mm. uh, this season you need a new matchup mate so who are you thinking oh man that's, I've had to think about this all day right it's so tough obviously I love beating the cross lanes crew I love beating you, Pitsy. 
I love beating Mark just because it's Mark. Um, but you know what? I'm going to lay down a marker here, and I'm going to go, new boy in town, Pirates, I'm coming for you. I'm going to start a new rivalry with, with, with the old team that's just moved. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> um, speaking of stocks, obviously we need a new boy to choose who he's uh, rivaling up against. Um, to be fair, he actually said, apart from me and Rob, who were obviously the obvious ones, he wants to beat Thacker and those generals to prove he didn't need Henry. So that's another uh, kind of gauntlet laid down. So Stormo, you've just yeah. laid yours down. Thacker, Stocks has just laid his down. So, uh, mm. bring it boys bring it let's get this season going team yeah yeah sat with a bang love it boys it's been emotional we're back yes. back we've uh, had another part um, I think we've got another one in the works with the draft recap coming soon obviously to be decided uh, so we'll see how that goes well, thank you for joining me you've got good to have you back yeah it's mm. been fun thanks uh, thanks yeah. for having us back on well, thanks for joining. Till next time. Till next time. Till next time. Ball is out.